0: Hello, islamic everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound, and healthy. And yes, I mean, um, I kind of warned you right at the start that, you know, my podcast would be um, mostly um, infrequent. And, you know, so that means that suddenly I can just bombard you with a few episodes in a row. And sometimes, you know, I just am off, but actually I've not really been off off because I have been posting um, ESL related episodes on the podcast, mostly for my um, spoken English students. And so yeah, I've not really been off. But yeah, when it comes to my regular podcasting, um, it's been a bit so but yeah, I I uploaded um, my latest episodes yesterday. And I'm hoping I'll be uploading this today as well. And so yeah, let's begin actually, because this is this is one thing that I've been wanting to talk about for quite some time, but I kept kind of forgetting in between life coming up, you know. Uh, so um, the thing that I've I've really been thinking that it's something that's a bit it's, it's kind of. Um, It's so weird that, I mean, one would laugh about it if it wasn't so serious, actually, despite the fact that it sounds very trivial, and that is when you find out that your everyday normal baked goods um, and your, you know, uh, your pastries and stuff, uh, that they have a problem with them in the sense that they might be um, haram because of, you know, lard gelatin been used in them and so they become um, very very um, difficult foods now I mean these are foods that are part of our everyday life and then when you go to different countries um, and you find out that these things that you normally would never have with alcohol or with lard or with animal-based gelatin or at least not pig-based gelatin and then you know you find that even the smallest thing like a candy even a candy would have gelatin. So, I mean, you know, you kind of get, uh, you start to get a bit stressed out because um, it's also not uh, for vegetarians, it's also not for vegans, and it's also not for, it's also not halal. And so, in other words, it's also not even kosher. Uh, So, you know, for, for most of the people, then it becomes a problem. I mean, why would you want to make bread? Something that somebody has to think about before buying, you know? So, I remember because when I was in England, I remember um, that um, when I used to go to Subway, and then there was this uh, one of the staff members one of the employees um, Because he was Muslim as well. So one of my favorite breads That I would normally go for and he told me he's like, you know, what don't, don't don't order that because that is not Halal and I was like what since when did breads become Haram, you know, and and when he told us that you know that actually lard was used in it, you know, and um, and this was you know the Um, the Subway bread that is supposed to be of, you know, fine herbs. Now, the name is very, as you know, um, it's, I mean, kind of, it's it's so, it it, it contradicts its its whole (laughs) being, so to speak, because on one end, you're seeing that, oh, so this is probably made of, you know, herbs, and, you know, so this has to be purely, purely, you know, good stuff that is, you know, vegan-friendly, vegetarian-friendly, and, you know, generally halal as well. And then you find out that, okay, although it is supposed to be bread, fine herbs. And I'm speaking in English because if I, if I take its real name, then that would be, you know, uh, in French, which I'm not going to say today anymore because um, there's no need to show off our language skills here. But yeah, the point is that the fact that a bread that is supposed to be mainly composed of herbs um, and seeds and, you know, okay, a little bit of maybe uh, oil, why would that bread have lard in it? I mean, I don't get it. You know, similarly, cheesecakes. I mean, when you think about cheesecakes, you know, you just think about cheese. It actually never really comes to your mind again that, you know, that Pork is going to be used in it in some form, or, you know, lard is going to be used. I mean, because again, you see baked goods, in your mind, baked goods and confectionaries, they are supposed to be things that anybody and everybody can eat, you know, regardless of their age and regardless of their, you know, allergies or whatever, whoever is suffering from whatever. And then when you find out that they are actually, you know, being infused with things that could make you to just pause and think because to you cake is basically flour and eggs and sugar You know and cheese and okay fruits Maybe if you want to make some fruit cheesecake or something and you know or toppings or something And so when you think when you suddenly realize when you look at the ingredients and you see that there is Lard and there is gelatin and you you just have to stop and then throw it all out I mean actually throw the cake out because I could never have thought that I would come across a cheesecake that would have lard in it. And again, gelatin, although my dad is a food technologist and he keeps on claiming that, you know, gelatin is in fact, the commercial gelatin is mainly artificial gelatin. That means that it's not animal based, it is actually plant-based or even synthetic. Um, So as in it's produced, man-made, but Um, But no, I mean, whenever I do research, as in even now, I was doing research to find out, and I've noticed that no, even now, because because as you know, a pig is supposed to be the cheapest form of meat source for Europe and America, beef is not cheap in comparison, obviously. And so, you know, whenever the right gelatin, you have to pause and think that because uh, according to research, mostly commercially... Uh, commercial products that are commercially made, uh, food products uh, uh, that require, you know, gelatin or even don't require, but they just add it to it, you know, like in the icing of the cake and stuff like that. God knows why they would even want to do that. But I mean, when they add gelatin, it is mostly animal derived. So, you know, and, and another thing is that uh, I thought that according to rules and regulations, you're even supposed to mention the type of gelatin that you put in your product, but I have never seen that. I've just seen gelatin. It's a very, very, very few products that have actually mentioned that this is, you know, pork-based gelatin, or it is beef-based gelatin, or, or you know, plot-based. But they don't mention it. I mean, I remember that in all the candies and, and the cakes and stuff that I've read gelatin, it has never been mentioned what kind of gelatin it is. So... That, you know, that that kind of stops you. And uh, I was just thinking about it the other day again, you know, I was like, I was thinking about my experiences and I was thinking about the fact that, you know, and and then I, I, you know, you start doubting yourself. You start thinking, oh my God, I don't even know if I've eaten stuff that I didn't even know. Because again, kiyosh, you know, kiyosh is not supposed to be uh, vegan. But I mean, I don't care about vegan, uh, to be honest. But but I'm thinking about now the, the, the fact that if it's not vegan, Um, Then maybe it's not even vegetarian because, again, I don't even know what they've added apart from, you know, butter in it. So, I mean, there is that. And then, you know, um, cosmetics. As you know, uh, there are halal cosmetics and I thank God for it, actually, to be honest. I don't use cosmetics. So, in a way, I also thank God for that, that I don't use cosmetics. Um, Because when I think of the fact that um, for a very, very long time, um, animals were used Um, I mean, the fact that even dolphins and whales have been used, I mean, that is just so, um, I mean, it's nonsensical, to say the least. It just doesn't make any sense that you would want to slaughter those animals just to paint your face. I mean, you know, there are so many, so many varieties, as people are proving now. There are so many ways of making such wonderful makeup um, without using animals and without using gelatin and without using lard and without using dolphins and whales, you know. And I'm just so thankful, uh, uh, again, that I actually don't use makeup at all. And recently when I did kind of buy um, stuff, then they were mostly the, you know, the um, kind of halal stuff, you know. So they're like, you know, plant-based or they're, you know, cruelty-free and stuff, you know. So I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, the, the halal nail polishes, um, you know, or the water-based nail polishes even if they're not halal. But they're, they're fine. I mean, at least I know that they're, you know, no animal has been put in into any of these cosmetics and stuff that I use. I mean it's already enough that we have to look for non-alcoholic deodorants and perfumes. Um, I mean, um, it's, you know, you just don't know what to do uh, with them. And I don't even see why alcohol is always used in everything, even when there's no need for it, especially in, again, baked stuff and confectioneries. Why would you want to add alcohol to it? I mean, seriously, are you people crazy? Don't you have to feed your kids? Um, it, it just doesn't make sense. There's so many people who react to alcohol very badly as well. There, you know, people can die of it as well. So I do think, I do believe that... Um, when you're making something that is generally, you know, um, very commonly consumed by all kinds of people, um, all age groups, all ethnicities, then I think it's kind of your duty to stick to the basics and try not to get too fancy and, you know, add your weird concoctions around. You want to do that, you, you then at least put them separately. Okay, so don't mix, don't make them part of your everyday, um, you know, uh, products. Put them on the side and put a label on them, for God's sake, and so that people should know exactly what it is that they're getting. If it's gelatin, what kind of gelatin it is. Is it commercially synthesized, plant-based gelatin? Is it, um, you know, animal-based? And if it's animal-based, which animal? I mean, you need to put that down. I for one was, I mean, I I really can't get that, uh, that why would you want to put, um, you know, gelatin in all our, you know, daily life products that is consumed by kids and adults and people of all walks of life, and I just don't get it. Um, You know, for example, when you're adding rum and port and vodka and bourbon, uh, when you're baking with booze, in other words, Fine, it might be lovely for you people because it's adding additional flavor and texture according to you. and but, but the point is that it will even change the consistency of many baked goods. Fine. But again, put them under a separate label, okay, so that you know exactly what's going on. Similarly, when you're using lard in your baked goods and your confectionaries and your pastries, for God's sake, just put it out there, okay, so that people know what they're getting. Um And, you know, I mean, I remember that there was this huge um scandal about Oreos as well, and uh, I, I think it kind of caused Oreos a kind of a, a loss in between as well when people stopped getting it because they weren't sure, because there was this rumor that, you know, um, some form of lard or gelatin was used in it as well, and then there was this rumor that alcohol was used um, in... In various chocolates actually, there's been this thing that we don't know if alcohol or drugs are being used in these chocolates. And especially nowadays, it's kind of been proved correct, because as we have been complaining about um, drug abuse uh, being more and more common, um, even more common than when, when it was a huge deal, and so common that, pe- that kids in primary schools are getting addicted to it, and it's because The chocolates and the sweets and the candies that are being sold, um, they contain, uh, they contain drugs. So, and there's nobody to, you know, uh, check it out. There's nobody to crack down. There's there's nobody to even crack down the schools because I think personally, as I've mentioned in my previous episodes, I think the schools are 100% responsible because it is their duty to provide a safe zone for kids you know, and yet our kids are actually finding out about drugs when they go to school, so yeah, that that is very alarming. So yeah, I mean, I I, I find that very very ridiculous, actually, it's highly ridiculous, and if not pathetic, that you would use um, any form of pig or lard in baking goods such as bread, um, and you know, and cakes. And sweets, so there is that, and um, because again, you know, you you, you even now in fact <laughs> the problem is that in our abroad, if you even want to pick up a toothpaste, you might begin to think that oh my god, is there pork in toothpaste? <laughs> Why? Because glycerine again it can come from various animals, and again, Europe being the the continent that it is. Um, uh, pig being the cheapest, again, source that it is, uh, you, I mean, if they would prefer, if 99% of their gelatin is produced from animal, uh, from, from pork, from pigs, then it, that would mean that obviously 90 to 99% of glycerine is probably produced from pigs. So we don't even know what exactly is going on. Um but uh you know although although toothpaste manufacturers claim like congate for example that majority of our products are vegan and don't contain but what do you mean by majority now how are we going to go and, and now do you want us to stand in front of each toothpaste and read very closely to see okay is there any animal derived ingredient in it um so that is um you know i mean it's, it's beginning to become very alarming that these, because it's unnecessary, okay, you know it and I know it, it's practically unnecessary to put animal-derived substances in stuff like toothpaste and all. Why? Just because you want to change its uh, texture or its consistency? I mean, are you people crazy? I mean, I don't even get that. So yeah, uh, I think, I think that that is really, really, um, as I said, alarming. Uh, that, and ridiculous, and pathetic, that you would put, uh, you know, animal derived uh, products where they are not even necessary, just because, you know, they're supposed to make you feel better, you know. So, for example, now remember the famous Wrigley's gum, Now, so many people have been chewing chewing gum, and and again, chewing gum is a product that you would never think that would have the issue of being, you know, of having gelatin animal, you know, animal based and stuff like that. So, but, uh, so the thing is that now Wrigley's, because they were asked this question, that if there is gelatin listed in any Wrigley's product, um, in their ingredients list, that, you know, Um, So, in in other words, they were asked if Ripley's gum has pork and they said that if gelatin is listed in any of our products ingredient list, then it is pork derived. So again, there you go. Um, They would much rather use pork derived gelatin in most of, in 99% of products uh, all over Europe and the, and, and, uh, the US and probably even Canada. Because, you know, it's the cheapest form for them. So to hell with, you know, whether it suits other people or not. So imagine that, you know, mints, just simple things such as mints and, you know, gummies and, you know, the, that you have to think about the fact that they contain pork gelatin. I think they need to write pork gelatin uh, a very openly, uh, not just gelatin, so that people know what's going on. Yeah, so you know, the fact that you have to look for vegan-friendly jellies, I mean seriously in today's world, um, it's, um, yeah, it's very very very, again, pathetic. So I think people who um, commercially manufacture um, candies and sweets and chocolates, and those who bake um, commercially, and those who, you know, the confectionaries, I think they need to rethink uh, their idea of, uh, you know, their products, of, uh, you know, and the, what they're, who they're actually catering to. Because as I said, these are goods, these are products that are used by everybody all over the world they're used, um, you know, I mean, uh, fine, in uh, in Muslims in their own countries, they would get the halal versions because otherwise they would not even be allowed to, uh, you know, get, they would not be even allowed to manufacture those. But yeah, it's amazing how my phone always remembers to, you know, Uh, send me messages and notifications while I am doing my podcast. Throughout the day, nothing, nothing, but the minute I am sitting on my podcast, uh, that's it. Voila! Something, you know, my phone has to just get active and make me forget what it is that I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think that these food products Um, that cater to majority of the people and these are products that people would normally just unthinkingly you know go for and without even thinking about the halal kosher stuff and without thinking about you know vegan vegetarian stuff because these are essentially supposed to be for everybody Um, generally when you bake these goods at home you don't use the kind of stuff that you use commercially so I think commercially commercially when you use Um, uh, gelatin or lard, um, you should mention that pretty obviously and not just in your tiny, tiny ingredients list. Put them separately uh, or at least put the non-lard, non-gelatin products separately. Um, And I think you should just do away with gelatin when it comes to candies in general because um, as I said, they're kids. These are kids. Uh, They should be able to eat sweets and chocolates without you know, getting worried about what is halal and what is haram and they should be able to eat sweets and chocolates without thinking about which one is infused with drugs and alcohol. So yeah, especially when you're making kid-friendly products, I think you should be a little more universal. Um, yeah, I mean nothing's gonna happen, you know, if you use plant-based gelatin, you know, you will only sell more. That's more profits to you. So, yeah, do mention what kind of gelatin you're using in your products, please, and make it clear. Don't just write gelatin. Write plant gelatin or write beef gelatin or write pork gelatin so that people know what's going on. Because uh, people are just going to throw your stuff away and and you're going to lose money in the long run. So this is it for now because the ridiculousness of it all, it just amazes me and I don't even know what more to say. I mean the fact that now you even have to look carefully at baked goods before you buy them and now it means that it, I just don't know if the local breads that are made in local bakeries where they make sandwiches, I don't even know if those are again, you know, uh, vegetarian or, or vegan or At least, you know, I don't know if they're animal-derived or uh, if they have animal-derived ingredients or not. I don't know if they just have eggs and milk and butter or if they have lard added into the mix. I don't know. So, I mean, we're so used to having just, you know, just pure vegetarian stuff. Eggs and milk and butter, you know, and flour and sugar and salt and, you know, that's it. And now you have to think about all this useless stuff before eating something so trivial. I mean, seriously? What the frack, man? Well, this is me signing out. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time these holidays. Um, it's going to be New Year's in two days, right? Today's the 29th, so 30th, 31st. And first after two days, right? So have a Happy New Year, everyone. And uh, let's hope people try to get some more common sense next year and people think less about how to cheat others and more about how to just take care of everybody else while taking care of yourself, you know. So let's be considerate towards others. Um, Let's let others live their lives as we want to live our own lives. Let's just not try to create wars around us just so that certain countries can earn from it and uh, let's just hope that you know people just learn to uh be a little a little more considerate as manufacturers as capitalists as socialists as any and all of the ists yeah so well have a happy new year and let's hope that the next year is much better than this one or the previous ones. Okay. Bye bye, Huda Happis.